Hi friends, welcome back to Our Hearts Surrender. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What is up, guys? My name is Addison, and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Guys, we're entering a season of pre-recording. Let me tell you, I looked at it the other day, and I was like, we got 22 episodes to record in a matter of 16 weeks. Let's do it. I'm going out of town, off the grid for five weeks this summer, um, and we are just going to, like, bust them out, you know? We are going to have everything pre-recorded so that um, Sophie and I are able to just kind of do our thing, serve the Lord um, in different ways this summer. And I'm like so excited about it. But that said, unfortunately, we are not recording the same week we're posting, uh, which kind of throws out our little word of the week moment that we were having. So we're going to say the word of the week is now the wah, wah, wah. I hate that. Actually, that's so funny, though. That was a good one, Sophie. Thank How long you. did it take you to think of that? It took me it just like all of the time that you were talking <laughs> It just like came to you. She didn't even like warn me about that. That's so funny. Um, But instead, we're just going to kind of chat about whatever's happening in the world. Hopefully it's like good things and juicy things. Have you ever been slapped before? I actually, (laughs) I'm sure that I have at some point. I have two brothers. So it's like, I actually did slap somebody once. I was in like preschool and he took my book and I slapped him clean across the face and I got in trouble for sure. Well, honestly... I would probably have done the same as a preschooler. I was like, that's my book. <laughs> Give that back. Um, the reason I think Sophie might have asked, if you yeah. missed it, Chris Rock got his stuff rocked this weekend. Oh, that was, was good. Like, his face rocked? His face rocked because we don't curse. Um, but anyways, what's the other? Wait, he's not a Chris. Who was it? Will Smith. Will Smith. I was like, what's that, that right? guy's name? Yeah, Will Smith literally like slapped Chris Rock against across the face dead in the middle of the Grammys and it was so funny I mean like not that I should be laughing at people's pain but it was just like he's like get my wife's name out your mouth like so mad it was so funny wait it good for him I guess I don't I was thinking about that like if I was on live television and I got slapped, I don't know what I would do. The way he just like literally didn't mention it. He just like recovered and was like, fine. I yeah. just, I honestly think it might've been a publicity stunt because look, now we're talking about the Grammys. I didn't even watch the Grammys. I just heard about it. Yeah. Like, and I kept getting it confused and I would go around being like, did you guys hear about the Oscars? You, and everyone was like, no, <laughs> wrong, wrong That's one. Okay. That's so funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Crazy town. Like, absolutely wild to me i guess i like briefly mentioned i was like it kind of reminds sophie made a joke about the kardashians and i was like oh my gosh have you heard about all the skeet stuff and she was like what are you talking about guys this like pete davidson with kim kardashian losing my mind let me tell you i didn't see that coming at all yeah so anyways kanye calls him skeet instead of pete and it's just so, so funny. funny. It's just so funny. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. What? You didn't see any of Kanye's Instagram posts? No, I don't follow Kanye. I, I don't either. I was reposting them on my story though. Like on my, like on oh. my Okay. For some reason, I am about two, like one to two weeks late on everything. <laughs> well, now you know. This is, I think, almost like a month ago. Oh. And I like kind of forgot about it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But, uh, but it's also... Just- when people repost stuff on Instagram, I like, and I don't know what it means immediately. I don't I really just move like, on. Yeah, because that's so like lazy of me. And I think that shows you what social media is doing to us, but I don't really have the like time or 
I guess care. attention span to yeah. figure out what it means. I'm just so, like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Also, I was thinking about this earlier because, okay, this one of my friends posted on TikTok and I don't have TikTok, but my friend sent it to me. It was really cute. She announced what college she was going to, like an Abby Lee Miller pyramid. And I Aww. thought that it was the cutest thing. And she like rated the colleges. Um, and so I started thinking about it and like, did you guys watch Dance Moms? Because I was an avid Dance Moms watcher at like the age of 10. I like <laughs> wanted to watch Dance Moms. Like I literally like would always hear about it and I just like never had the opportunity to. I don't think we like my Man. mom was okay with me watching it. But now I like watch the reruns. So it's so entertaining to me. Abby Lee is so yes. mean. I like I'm concerned about all those kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reminded of how much I used to watch that show you know what other show that I've been watching a lot actually never mind (laughs) (laughs) what were you gonna say don't endorse it I was gonna say love is blind (laughs) oh I watched love is is blind is so good okay well I guess we can't talk about it uh it's not always um the greatest and I have skipped over a lot of many a lot of it parts um I don't are we I was laughing at my youth minister actually this week because she was talking about this movie that's a little edgy and she said as a youth pastor I don't endorse it but it's really good (laughs) and I was like that is so funny because I've heard people say that before it's like don't watch it but it's but it's so good (laughs) and I want to make this reference towards it yeah but I mean it's just like you gotta have your mind on straight before you watch it okay guys don't watch it if you're gonna be like tempted into anything or and, like think it's a good idea because yeah and um i honestly the the reason why i watch it because i feel like it's a train wreck and i <laughs> didn't know that it, it was gonna be a little pg-13 until it was and so i was like what i want to see how it ends so i just made it pg <laughs> yeah i honestly like i didn't watch all the episodes um because it got a little extra for me and i was like no thank you but i did skip to the last episode to see who got married and who didn't you know Um, actually i kind of want to camp out on this for a second (laughs) i get really frustrated when i feel like there is nothing on tv that is not a little edgy dude i get so (laughs) i'm like i don't want to see people having sex every time i watch tv at all actually thank you like i get so annoyed or when like every other word is a curse word i'm like brother what help a girl out i'm just trying to watch some clean not christian like you know like the christian versions of movies that are like Mm. so embarrassingly like awkward and just like oh my gosh this is not good tv like i need something entertaining that's not gonna like tempt people into sin you know thank you there is a show actually okay Actually, it's not what you're talking about, but I have watched this show since I was in seventh grade and I was explaining it to my friend. It's like my comfort show, basically. It's called When Calls the Heart. And at this point, I watch it because it's like, just reminds me of like, it just makes me happy. It's just my comfort show. And it is on Hallmark Channel. So it's got the like romance into it. And it's based in like the 1900s, like early 1900s. So it's a little cheesy it's a little this sounds like something I'd hate. cringy yeah you you wouldn't like it but it is like the one show that I feel like is kind of clean it, it is clean and it is a little bit like dramatic but it's not as dramatic as 
like what I'm hoping to find, you know, <laughs> which yeah. sounds so bad. No, it's I, like, I need entertainment. Yeah. I'm a sucker for like dramatic TV shows, like Gilmore Girls all over that. That oh show is gosh. so dramatic. <laughs> I loved, I love Gilmore Girls. Oh what my team gosh. I'm dude team early Dean. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that early Dean. Well, I'm team Logan. <laughs> As long as you're not um, Team Jess, I can. As be long okay. as you're not Team Jess, God, if you're not Team Jess, you need to go to therapy. But someone was telling me this, and I honestly, sadly, believe it. They were actually talking about this on the mission trip. Um, someone was telling me that um, Logan is Rory's Christopher, and Jess is Rory's Luke, and I was so disappointed because, spoiler alert. If you know what happens at the end, you know who Lorelai ends up with. And so I was like, oh. No, but no, that's not accurate. Because Dean gets married. What? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> I was... Okay, wait. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Logan wait. is also married and or going to be married. Oh my gosh. See, yeah. Sorry, I thought for some reason in my head after you said Dean, my mind was only focused on him because he's so cute, guys. Yes, and he's Rory so did him cute. So wrong. Roy should have treated him better. Yeah, but then he gets married. Yeah. Blink. And, empty yeah. blinks at the screen. I, I literally was like, okay, well, that ruined it. So, okay, so wait, you're saying Logan and Jess. Okay, okay, now I'm following. I, it took me a second to realize who Christopher and Luke were. And I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah, the first time someone said this to me, I had to process it. Because That's, it's I so think many was characters happening. going yeah, on. Yeah, and like, oh my gosh, I think you're right. So if you haven't watched Good Girls, then none of that will make sense to you. Yeah, um, but I just want to preface that, that that was not my original thinking. Someone told me that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Honestly, the, this kind of plays idea. well into what we're going to talk about today. Now that we've spent 30 minutes being a podcast, like a talk podcast. Wait, um, no way. We planned that so well. We this plays out really it. well because today we're talking about consumerism, church. And just as we're sitting here complaining about the fact that nothing is entertaining and nothing is giving us anything and good. I think a lot of times we do that with church. You guys, I feel so convicted. Yeah. I mean, like the way we just like wholeheartedly we're upset that nothing good is coming from tv yet we still continue to watch it yet we how many times do i sit in church and i'm like that wasn't a very good message i didn't learn much today or i already knew all of that or like whatever Mm. like i think a lot of times we do that yeah tell me about it so yeah i want to start this lesson message podcast whatever you want to call it um, by talking about our culture i think that that's something that's really important if you're going to talk about um church today because uh yes we are christians but we also are in part of a culture and the culture that we are a part of is i would say a consumerism culture and by what i mean by that is everything is accessible uh if i need to order something if i need to order some new clothes i can order and it'll come to my door um everything is convenient for me everything is quick for me um I can do carry out food where I literally can order on my phone and then go pick it up. I don't have to wait. I can skip the line. There's like Uber Eats that delivers it. There's all of these things that are there to serve me and to make my life more convenient. Technology even, um, cars, almost everything in my life 
is there to serve the purpose to serve me. Even things like my alarm is there to serve me, to help me wake up. And so I think that all of these things, like just it's the world we live in. It's and these things aren't bad. Like like a computer makes my life easier. Like I don't have to write out an essay. I can type it out. Things like that do help me and they do make my life easier. And I'm not saying like in the technology world that we live in is bad. Like I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is I feel like I this is just me. It could only be me. I don't know. But I feel like I have gotten used to living in this culture where I'm used to consuming and that has transferred and tr- like kind of spilled over into my relationship with Jesus and in particular church. Okay. And the church I'm talking about here is like the local body. So I feel like, and I've heard this before, I've actually been hearing this a lot and I've almost found myself saying this a lot recently. Like what Addie was saying is uh, after church, I'll get my car or like talk to someone and be like, man, like, I just don't feel like I got much out of that today. Or like, man, I already heard that message before. I just felt like the same thing. Um, or sometimes this is so mean. I'll be like, man, that wasn't really their greatest sermon. They could have done better, which is one, so sinful, so mean too. But also it's the wrong mindset. That's my hot take for today. So we're going to talk about the wrong mindset of being in like a consumer type church setting. But I do want to say (laughs) that we're talking about how you can serve the church and how you can not let church become something that you just consume. That's what we're going to talk about today. But what I do want to stop, pause, and say is that the church um, is there uh, to come alongside you, to pour into you. That's why we have sermons that's why we have bible studies it is there to help you and also it is there like addy said it great earlier to be the backbone um for you and whether you serve in it or not does not change what the church should be there for you talking about the local church to support you and to pray for you and all the things so i don't want you to think oh, I have to serve for the church to do this for me, or, oh, the church doesn't do this for me. I'm just supposed to serve in it. What we're talking about is uh, how to not just sit back passively and just consume, which I fear that we're doing because, like I said earlier, the culture we live in, but also our generation, because with everything that our generation is kind of grown up with and is used to, uh, I feel like it's just kind of coming in that way. So we're going to talk about today gifts, how you can use your gifts. We're going to talk about consuming and we're going to talk about serving. We're going to talk about all the things. So there's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Something that I want to say is that gifts have always been a tricky little topic for me um because I think a lot of times when I think about gifts I'm like I am simply not gifted I can't sing children sometimes don't like me which is actually like the more I've grown up the more I realize that's just like not true that was just because I was young and I didn't know how to handle children um but 
I think a lot of times, like there are very common things that we think of whenever we think about serving the church. It's like, oh, you can be on the welcome board or you can be in the band or you can help in the kids section or the teens section or whatever. Um, and that's like all we think about. Um, I want to point you guys to giftstest.com slash all gifts. It's like a definition of spiritual gifts and they have like a million gifts. Um, so you can like do this. There's like 22, I think. So a million was a bit dramatic, um, but there's like apostleship administration, which is not something that I have like evangelism, evangelism. Why did I say evangelism? <laughs> I was just so wrong. Evangelism, exhortation, um, craftsmanship, discernment, faith, giving helps like just being a helper, intercession, hospitality, healing, like all of these different things, leadership, which is a huge gift that I love. And I think that the Lord has given me that I'm so passionate about that. I like looked over for so long because all I was like, Oh, gifts from the Lord. I guess I can teach at Creek kids, which is like our church's kid ministry. Um, and which I do and I love, and now I'm going to camp, but I'm going to do that. But that said, it's just like, there are so many different gifts that we overlook. So um, let this be encouragement to you that serving in the church can look like so many different things. And sometimes it's behind the scenes. Um, like I know that there are so many people who help keep our church clean or help provide all the different things for the church on Monday, on, on Sunday mornings, like, um, like coffee cart girls and stuff like that. Um, that's literally not a position. I just made that up, but I'm sure there are people who do stock the coffee. I just, don't know why I specifically said coffee cart girls. <laughs> like, I don't know where that came from. So I apologize. Um, that's not a thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, anyways, my point being, I just think that a lot of times um, people who like don't have the common or like most seen gifts, like people who are on like worship team, like you see them every Sunday or like people who are leading children, you see them all the time. So it's like the easiest um, gifts to like see tangibly people who don't have those gifts or like, aren't called in that direction, um, often are able to just kind of fly under the radar. And they're like, I don't got no gifts. I don't need to be here. Um, and that's honestly, like, it's a form of pride. Um, there's this book called pride to humility that I love. It's by Stuart Scott. And I was like, actually trying to find, um, a little thing for last week's episode, which is called anxiety is lying to you. Uh, but just um, like I actually ended up finding a lot more for this topic and it's um, having an inflated view of your importance, gifts and abilities can be pride, but also being focused on your lack of gifts and abilities. Um, having like a woe is me attitude is self-pity, which is also a form of pride. Um, so I just think that that was really convicting for me because it's just like a thing that I wouldn't really think of um, because it's just like, oh, I don't know like how the Lord is going to use me, but making yourself available to the Lord is so, so crucial. Yeah, definitely. Something that I said in the blog post, I wrote this earlier because I wanted to kind of get my thoughts together because as I was talking about this and as I was writing this, I had been the one to want to bring this up. And as I was unpacking it, I realized like how fine the line is between like kind of just harping on someone and being like, you need to serve in the church. Like go do, go, go. And um, not just consuming church because it is something that's kind of hard to differentiate. But 
here it is. I said, instead of going to church, maybe we should flip our thinking into participating in church. And these are just some examples that I'm talking about uh, to kind of help you understand where I'm coming from when I say to not be consumerism church, like to not just consume church. Uh, Oftentimes, I'll hear a message on Sunday. This is the first example. I'll hear a message on Sunday. Maybe it's about prayer. Okay, that's what our church is going through right now, how to pray um, and just what prayer looks like. So I hear a message and I think, wow, that's great. I get my car Sunday and I don't do anything with what I just heard for the rest of the week. And then on Sunday, I hear something different about prayer. I'm like, wow, that's great. And then like, I just keep getting this rhythm. and I just keep hearing, but I don't put into practice what uh, I had just been taught about because that's like school. I don't just sit and get a math lesson. I then sit and then I do practice problems for the next 20 minutes to make sure I'm understanding what I'm learning. And then I'll have a skills check next class. And then I'll have a quiz and then I'll have a test over it. And I'm not saying that church is like math class, but that's just kind of something that's helped me, especially when it comes to putting into practice what I learned. And also like what Addy was saying, serving in ministries, that's something that if you're gifted in, that's great. And you, you can go serve in those. But this is something that I forgot to say earlier that I'm trying to preface is we don't want you to feel like this is just Addie and Sophie harping on you to go serve somewhere because it's not. And just because like I'm not on a like team technically to serve people, but I would say that on Sundays and throughout the week when I'm anywhere, I feel like I'm using the gifts God gave me to serve others. I'm trying to not say this without sounding prideful, but the way that I've seen the Lord work in my life is when I was new at church, I was really nervous and I didn't talk to anyone. And so uh, I know how that feels. So I try to like help people that are new and I like try to make it not feel scary. And I'm not the best at it. And I don't talk to everyone. And some days I'm just not having the greatest week and I just sit and pout. I don't know. That's just a bad example, but that's just like what Addy was talking about earlier. Um, so let's get back on track. Um, also something else is in Bible studies. This is something that I want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. Bible studies and like small groups are a great way for church not to be something that you just consume because in like Bible studies or we call them life groups or huddle groups or whatever you want to call them, community groups. Um, you're walking alongside believers and you're praying for them and you're keeping them accountable and you're encouraging them and you're asking them questions. And that's a great way to kind of participate and not just sit back and consume because that's something like on Wednesdays we'll teach something or someone will teach something and then we'll like talk about how we struggled that week or how we've seen that play out in our lives throughout the week. So I would say that is another great way to not let church be something that you just consume. And I want to say this because I think this is really important. I have found myself doing this. Like I am the most guilty person of doing this. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's something that I found myself doing and I found myself falling into, especially because I've been going to church my whole life. I feel like 
sometimes I feel like, oh, I've already heard this, but that's such a like bad way to think about it. And I used to think this a lot about the gospel message. If someone would present the gospel, I would just tune out and I'd be like, here we go again. Time to hear the gospel again. But that is so sinful. That is so kind of sad that I think that because it's like, hello, that's the news that saved my life. That's what brought me from death to life. And so I should never, or I shouldn't want to tune that out. Um, and I think a lot of that in my life has changed because of the way that I've started participating in the ways I've started serving. And so I would encourage you to not sit back and consume, but jump in because um, it's a great way to use your gifts, but you can also use your gifts in the day to day. We encourage you to do both. And I encourage you to read first Corinthians 12 because it talks about the church and just um, how each member has a different gift, but all of those gifts are necessary. And like what Addie was saying earlier, one isn't smaller than another. This is another verse that I want that kind of goes along with serving. It's Galatians 5.13. It says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So in the freedom that we have been given through God, it says to serve one another, to love one another. So that's what ultimately we are striving to do through all of these different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Like just as we're um, called to be poured into and to be in community and accountability, we're also called to pour out. Like the Lord didn't gift us these um, abilities and unique talents just to give them to us. Um, like he wants, I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but like we're called to give God glory. Yeah, um, we're not called to just like, sit in the sideline with the gift but like yeah but to use them right like it's kind of like if you give somebody like i don't know like let's say you gave your mom like a hair curler or something and she just didn't use it and like continued to complain that she could never curl her hair you'd be like what the heck are you doing? Like, I literally gifted you that so that you could use it. Just as like, when we sit there and we're like, oh, I'm not getting anything out of church. I just hate how one-sided my relationship with God feels. Like the Lord took 999 steps. All he's asking you to do is take one and to be obedient. While you were saved by the first time that you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is the son of God and he lived a perfect life and died to take your sins and then rose three days later, just as you proclaimed the gospel and that saved your life, you are now called to go through sanctification and give God glory. That's the only reason we're here is to give God glory and to love others and bring others to Christ through the power that Christ has bestowed upon us through his Holy Spirit, right? Like we aren't just here to like hang out and have a good time. Like, and we like can hang out and have a good time. And that's awesome. Like that is so fun. How cool is it that we serve a God who enjoys us being happy and enjoys and wants us to do things that we love while also bringing him glory. And I think that's another reason to just do it even more. It's like, I have the most fun while I'm bringing God glory. That is the most fulfilling thing that I do because everything else gives me anxiety or everything else is unfulfilling. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. I just think that like the more we consume the more we should be putting out too. Sophie said this, um, I think like in our 
weekly or not our weekly our quarterly recap when she was like mid-February and was feeling like she just had been poured into so much that it was almost like she was waterlogged and she just needed to pour out like I have all of this information now what do I do how about you go and share go and tell the good news you know that is like literally our calling in Matthew 28 like that's our calling that's why we're here so use your gifts you know I just think that it's something that we overlook and like I'm just as guilty like you know how like like if you look at my time like the time I spend on my phone and doing nothing for the kingdom far exceeds the time that I spend doing things for the kingdom and I'm not saying like logistically speaking logistic maybe but also like um just like time-wise looking at it I have to be at school for eight hours a day like I can't be studying the word of God for eight hours a day that doesn't mean I prioritize school over time or school over God but like that's just it is what it is that's where I'm at right now um so it's like I'm not saying that whatever you spend the most time on is what you prioritize or what you love the most but sometimes that's how it is um and if you're choosing to stay up and on your phone And then you're like so exhausted that you can't do your Bible study, which has been me the past week and a half, to be completely honest. Um, Maybe it's time to rework that schedule a little bit and use your gifts and use your abilities to pursue the Lord stronger and faster, you know? Yeah, definitely. There's a verse. I can't think of what it is or where it is, but it basically says um, to work hard for the Lord because you're not working for man, but you're working for the Lord. I think that is what I want to encourage you with that in serving and in participating, like we're saying, we're doing it for the Lord. You know, we're not doing it um, to please others. We're not doing it to be the one who participates the most. We're not doing it because it's going to look good on a college application. We're doing it because um, we want to bring glory to the Lord and we want to spread the gospel, whether that be teaching kids, whether that be just a welcoming face, whatever it may be, just doing it for the glory of God in your everyday life. Um, And so we hope this encourages you. We don't want you to feel like we're just harping at you like, why aren't you doing this? Do better. You know, we don't want you to feel that way. We want this to be encouraging to you. Um, and we want you to feel better equipped or maybe have better resources like the spiritual gifts test to find out what you're gifted at and kind of start to learn how to use it from there. So, yeah, adding anything else? Not really. That's all I can think of. And like Sophie said, I don't like I don't mean to lecture on this podcast. Sometimes I feel like I do in a way. Um, but like I just am very passionate <laughs> about this, like go and use your things. Like, I'm so happy and so excited that you have these talents and abilities. Go and use them. Like, that's exciting. That's something to celebrate. Like, it's a good thing. Um, And if this is like what calls you to action, like, I want to be able to give that to you. Like, not from me, but from the Lord, you know, like, let this convict you. Let this podcast be convicting as well as encouraging. And so, because I know like it convicts me all the time. Like, all of the time half the time I'm talking on here it's like preaching to myself like literally preaching myself the gospel so I'm excited to see what you guys do and y'all's gifts and talents maybe we'll like have a little thing on Instagram that like go comment what you think your gifts are spiritual gifts or whatever we'll see check the Instagram yeah let's pray and um then we'll be on our way 
dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for um, the gift and the opportunity to talk on the podcast about you. And um, thank you for giving each one of us something special and unique, um, a gift. And I pray that we would use whatever we've been gifted to glorify you and to bring glory to you and to serve others well. Um, I thank you for the church and I thank you um, for the ways and opportunities that you've given us to serve at the church, but also just in day-to-day life. Um, I pray for listeners. I pray that you would help us to have a good week and that we would um, work for you and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Like I mentioned earlier, check out the gram at our hearts surrendered, not a faith podcast. It's like ingrained in my mind to say out of faith podcast, but that's not our Instagram handle anymore. It's just like the podcast at our hearts surrendered, um, which just so happens to also be our email at our hearts surrendered at gmail.com. Check it out. If you want to talk to us, if you were like, I don't know what y'all are saying. I don't, I need the link to that website that you were talking about, Addison, whatever it is, come hit us up there, DM us, do whatever. Um, if you want to read Sophie's blog post, which is so good and so full of truth and just kind of like a written version of this podcast. Um, it's www.brokenvesselsblog.com and it's full of good truth. Send it to a friend who doesn't like listening or if you don't like our voices, don't tell us, but do read the blog. And I think that's about it. So let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. 